Good morning. It's December 30th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book by the same name. The music you're listening to is the Rinaldi String Quartet, the 18th variation on a theme by Paganini. The title today is The Puerperium. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby as he lay in a manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them by the angel about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Luke 2, 16, NASB. Maybe it's just because I've been a physician who delivers babies for the last 40 years. But have you ever wondered about those first days after Jesus was born? Sure, Mary and Joseph had both experienced encounters with Gabriel, whether in dreams or not, but that had been many months before. Yes, Mary stayed with cousin Elizabeth for three months in the middle of both their pregnancies, and yes, her cousin's baby, John the Baptist, jumped for joy when Mary arrived, spurring Elizabeth to state, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed is she who believed there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Mary then spoke the famous prayer of the Magnificat, Luke 1, 46-55. But then Mary went home to Nazareth. She wasn't present for Zechariah's prophecy that John would, quote, go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, Luke 1, 76. After the baby was born in a cave outside of Bethlehem and the shepherds had left, there was no nursery with a crib, no cradle with down comforters, no breast pumps or bottle warmers or microwave or disposable diapers or washing machines or central heating. They couldn't run to Walmart. There were no readily available meals, no friendly neighbors bringing over casseroles to be warmed. It's not clear that Mary and Joseph knew anyone at all in Bethlehem. After all, they had nowhere to stay. We do know that somehow, after eight days, Jesus was circumcised, presumably by the local Bethlehem Moyle. But when the days for their purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they climbed up the hill from Bethlehem to Jerusalem for the baby to be presented at the temple, because he was the firstborn, and by definition holy, or set apart to the Lord. It was only now, forty days later, that Mary heard the words of Simeon's prayer, calling her baby the light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel, Luke 2.28. No, in the first month after the birth, Mary, a 14, maybe 15-year-old girl, had to contend with all the headaches of a newborn with none of our modern conveniences, but none of the comfort and support of her own family either. There was no grandma to lend a hand with bathing and diapers and feedings and consolation Mary was undoubtedly in pain, with lacerations after her first delivery, after birth pains, uncomfortable breast changes, nipple soreness. How did a teenage girl far from home in the company only of her older new husband possibly manage? As our December 25th devotional queried, Mary, did you know? Remember, Mary and Joseph didn't get to see Gabriel and the heavenly host who appeared to the shepherds on the hillside that night of her labor, They didn't get to hear the angel proclaim that he brought good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 
Luke 2, 10. She was busy, sweating, groaning, undoubtedly crying out in pain for hours, while the shepherds were busy being terrified and then traveling down the mountainside to find her and her baby. But scripture tells us they related what they had seen to her and Joseph, and she, quote, pondered these things in her heart, unquote. This young girl had just been through about the most traumatic thing she could have imagined. She did it without the comfort of her mother or sisters or even another woman, as far as we know, and was now recovering, possibly still in a cave, for the 40 days required of her. She had one dream, the certain knowledge of her virginity, her cousin's words, and the story of a few shepherds with which to figure out what the heck was going on. Instead of falling apart, she basically takes it all on faith. She ponders the shepherd's words, treasures them in fact, and must have consciously decided to carry on and wait for the Lord to clarify his will. There is much to be learned from young Mary. When we are bewildered by our circumstances, by the lightning speed with which our fortunes can change, and sometimes the sluggish pace of our recovery, we could perhaps think of her, despite the confusion and terror of her incredible circumstances. She chooses to believe and wait. Believe and wait. That might even be a better t-shirt than be calm and carry on. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for choosing Mary, knowing that her faith would see her through an almost incomprehensible ordeal to come out on the other side and raise our Savior to adulthood with love and patience and belief. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.